welcome back. I hope that you guys had a really good week, weekend, whatever has been going on. I hope you had a good one. Um, right now I'm headed home from work and I apologize for any ruckus. Again, I'm going to try to use the Enhance app and try to make it sound less bad. Um, but I am using the microphone headphones, so they should be good. And the only reason I record in my car is, like I said, it just sparks inspiration. Also, I need to release an episode tomorrow, and I haven't sparked any inspiration until literally today. So there's that. Um, Sometimes it just happens. Like, even if you plan something out, I don't like talking with something quote-unquote planned out, and I'm not feeling it. You know, sometimes I'll plan out a topic, and I'll feel it, and I'll be like, okay, this is great. But sometimes, like, I have scheduled episodes that I want to release and what I want to talk about in them. But sometimes they just don't work out and it's just not coming out. And I'm just like, Jesus, I need to I need to try again. I need to get something new because this is just not working. And inspiration struck in Women's History Month. And I regret that the first episode that I released in March had nothing to do with Women's History Month. But the rest are. The rest are. And I'm very pleased to announce that. That's what's happening. So today, I'm going to talk about how I became a feminist, what feminism means to me, and what Women's History Month means to me. Basically, my origin story about feminism. And um, in the next episodes for the rest of the month, I'm going to try to get guest speakers because I want to talk about a lot of things when it comes to women's history because I feel like they are not talked about at all. I mean, let's first start off with the fact that we just had an International Women's Day, and that's it. <laughs> like, women do more than just deserve a day. But why don't we just crack right into it? Um, when I was a little girl, I was raised pretty sexist. And that's pretty normal in a lot of families, not saying a Polish origin family, but a lot of families. Unfortunately, that's just the reality. And that's something that we need to fix as a generation. And we totally can. Don't listen to Riley, who says people are raised differently and you can't fix people. You can totally teach people new things. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't raised pretty sexist. I was just raised with that idea of like, I am a girl and I have a place. And my mom did not raise me in that belief. It was my dad. And again, with the mental abuse thing, like she listened to my dad. So listening to my dad means <laughs> um, women have a place and it's not in the workforce. And if it is in the workforce, you're going to amount to nothing. That's because that's what his dad believed. Um, and he listened to his dad. I mean, my aunt does not have an easy life. My dad's sister because her dad, my grandpa, is very super racist, uh, sexist, but he, you know, he is racist too. Anyway, I was raised as like a child believing, you know, that I probably won't do much because I was born a female. Um, and again, it's not just from like my family, it's from people around me when I went to school, when I interacted with people. And not only did I think that, I mean, I did think that I was going to amount to something because my mom definitely formed that belief in me, but I did hear it from a lot of people like, oh, you're a girl. Like, what can you do? And that what can you do question really ignited in me this passion to show you that I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I can do whatever you think I can't do. Because as a child, I was really 
um, I don't know how to even explain it. I just would show it to you that I can do anything. I've proved everyone wrong. And I also had a deeper voice. And right now, like as an adult, I grew into that voice. So it sounds normal. But as a kid, I had this very voice. So it didn't sound normal. And I noticed that, you know, I had a deeper voice, but I didn't care. I still, you know, identified as a girl. So I was a girl. And I also wore my brother's hand-me-downs. One is save my parents money, and two, I liked them. Um, but of course, I did like to get my own clothes. But as a kid, I loved wearing my brother's clothes. I loved wearing like t-shirts and pants. Like I didn't give a fuck. It was not until I was like a preteen to a teen where I really wanted to get my own clothes, and I started to want to be more feminine because that's what I was supposed to be. Yeah, um, when I was growing up, I didn't think about wearing makeup or planning my wedding or wearing cute clothes like as a kid I just didn't see it like that I like I played with Barbies sure like that's quote-unquote the girly thing that I did but again toys don't have a gender um but yeah like I was mostly playing with my brother and you know my cousins which I had girl cousins but we all it didn't matter girl or boy or you know it didn't matter we all played together and we never judged each other for anything. But as I was growing up and I hit like middle school, high school, I realized that girls did this and boys did that. And I did not really fit the stereotypical girl thing. So that's where I experienced my sexism. Um, not my sexism, the sexism of the world. That is my sexism experience. Um, and I learned that girls can definitely do more than cook and clean and take care of kids and be a princess but also Kim Possible taught me that and maybe the Italian job because yes I did watch the Italian job as a child with Charlize Theron and um, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> it, it, it was my favorite movie it was great I watched the transporter I was basically the tomboy but you know that's just again like we hear that stereotype like oh there's a girl that's a tomboy you know that's fine and but it's still stereotyping you know I didn't identify as a tomboy I identified as myself you know what I'm saying so I was definitely met with all that criticism, especially with my voice. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends when I was growing up because I had a lot of my, I had a, I have a big family. I hung out with my cousins. I hung out with my brother. Like, I didn't need friends because I had my family. It's a big ass family. But when I did have friends, they were pretty cool. But with guys, it was a little bit harder. Um, but I do remember one time when I was like hanging out with, a family friend because I did have a family friend that like my whole family was friends with. I was hanging out with her one day and we we're just like walking down the street and we were just talking about bullshit. And this kid hears us like with their friend and he's just like, yo, you sound like a dude, like to me. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I did not make me self-conscious at all. No, it totally did. And that's where it started, where I noticed sexism existed. I don't remember how old I was, but I was definitely younger than 10. Can you believe that? Like experiencing it and realizing it. Like it's one thing to like hear from your parents, like your dad being like, oh, you know, you can't be a astronaut because you're a girl or whatever. Like, you know, that doesn't sound great, but like that's, you know, your dad. You don't think about it too much. You're kind of just like, oh, whatever. He just throwing shit to the wind. Like, who cares? But like a random person like tells me that I don't sound like a girl. It made me feel insecure. I was like, what the fuck? So... So um, that was my first experience with identifying sexism. And I didn't know how to feel about that. I 
I was just a little, I was just upset. I got over it because, you know, when you're kids, you kind of get over it, but it was definitely a core memory because I still remember it. So I did feel a type of way about it. And I don't remember a lot from my childhood because of trauma. So, and, um, you know, I did record this podcast episode already, but I didn't like how it came out. So I'm trying not to say the things that I said because I didn't like including them. Try to avoid that because they are more for a different topic, not for this one. I'm trying to stick to the script and not get many tangents. So bear with me here. Um, but yeah, you know, my, my dad would always call me crazy and all that good daddy shit that made me the woman that I am today or what I was. But yeah, as I was growing up, you know, I wanted to be a princess and well, that's not true. I definitely didn't. Why would I even lie about that? I did not like, I, I liked princesses, but that wasn't a goal. I wanted to be Hermione Granger though. And that's kind of where feminism kicked in into me pretty early on without me realizing it. I wanted to be Hermione Granger. I wanted to be a smart, confident, strong, young woman who knew her shit. And I was, I actually, maybe not the smarts. I wasn't the smartest kid in the class for sure, but I was strong and confident and brave. And even though I had anxiety about certain aspects of my life, I totally had anxiety and I couldn't do a lot. I was brave in a lot of other situations and my braveness came to defending my family. My brother was a mute for about 10 years of his life. And we're not going to go into that because that's not the topic at hand, but he has anxiety. Yes, anxiety can cause you to go mute and it's just a plain old anxiety disorder. It doesn't mean there's anything else wrong with you, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> surprisingly. So yeah, my brother was kind of made fun of for being a mute, but at the same time, he was the most popular kid in school. So, you know, choose a fight, choose a battle. They chose both. Some would make fun of him and some would literally kiss the ground he walked on. It was crazy. So the guys that made fun of him, I was their bully. Um, was I like, Harassing them? No. But if they were to, to harass my brother, I kicked their fucking ass. And one example is I was on the bus with my brother and this kid was like kind of, I think he was, I don't remember the whole thing. It wasn't the biggest core memory of my life. Sometimes I think it was a dream, but it wasn't because I confirmed it with my brother and my mom that it actually happened. Um, feels like a fever dream, but it was there. Um, I don't know what this kid said, but I know I had to do something with my brother because then I kind of threatened him, I think. And then he just like, you can't beat me up. And I was like, yes, I can. And he's like, no, you can't. You're a girl. And I was like, I can totally punch you in the face. And he's like, no, you can't. And I was like, yes, I can. He's like, then do it. I was like, I'm not going to punch you on a school bus. He's like, no, I dare you do it. And I was like, okay, no balls. I'm going to do it. And I did it. But instead of punching him in the face, I punched him in the stomach because I closed my eyes because I was scared. Okay. I was scared to do it, but I still did it. Did I hit the wrong place? Sure. But at least I didn't knock any teeth out because he was in a lot of pain. Um, because he came over to my house with his mother and they wanted me to apologize. And I said, fuck no, I'm not going to apologize because he dared me. It's his own fault. Um, so, um, that's where the balls came in. And anytime anybody would like make fun of my brother, I would stick up for him. And anytime anybody asked, I would stick up for him. And that's where I learned I was a feminist at a very young age. I, I took the role of being, Ooh, Ooh, this is breaking a lot of trauma right now. And I'm realizing that I'm like realizing why I am the person that I am today after talking about this. We're not going to talk about that, <laughs> but 
Mm, try not to get off topic. Try not to have a tangent. Try not to have a revelation right now. A fucking eureka moment. Mm-mm, not right now. Not right now. So I would always stand up for him. And I always felt like the man of the house. But the man of the house for my mom and my brother. Not for my dad. Because he was the man who was trying to kill me. <laughs> not really. But, you know, mentally. He was trying to kill me. Um, and my mom and my brother. My brother less. But me and my mom more. Because we were women. And we sucked. So... As I grew up, we go back to what I said when I got into preteen to teenager, I quickly realized that being feminine was not what I was being. And it didn't have a huge toll on me. I, I never had that like whole like, oh my God, I'm so different. I mean, I did, but that was more on the mental state of mind. I felt like my mental state was really fucked and nobody really gave a fuck about it. And that's where I felt different. But like when it came to like what I was wearing or what I was doing or how was I like you like how I was even acting like I didn't feel much different, though I did feel like I was masking my anxiety and my depression a lot. But again, that's a different topic for a different day. Um, When it came to the feminine part of me, I did notice I was different, but it didn't really impact me until I hit like the end of middle school to high school where I didn't wear makeup and I didn't dye my hair and I didn't like wear super cute clothes. And the thing is, is like most of my middle school, high school years, well, maybe most of my middle school because I didn't really go to high school, but I dropped out. Um, Most of my middle school years, I lived in Poland and (laughs) the abuse and the trauma there is crazy because people are big bullies over there. Like I've never experienced bullying until I went there. I was like, geez, this is like, the bullying I see on American television that I didn't think that was real, but is. And I've heard that that bullying is real in America, and I just never experienced it, so thank God. But I have experienced bullying in Poland, and it was so bad. I hated it. I hated myself. I hated life. I hated them, actually. I didn't hate myself. I hated them. Because I was like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you for being a bully. So anyway, it's different when I'm bullying somebody for making fun of my brother, okay? So I... um You know, all these girls, like, in Europe, if you go to Europe, okay, you will see the difference of how we dress and act. And it's insane. Like, they'll go to the grocery store with makeup on, like, full glam and, like, nice clothes. Like, here you'll see people no glam in their PJs, probably rolled out of bed, maybe having a headache or migraine or whatever the fuck's going on with them. Caffeine deficiency. You know what I'm saying? In the worst state of mind, okay? You're at the store and you look like that. That's me going to the store. I look like that. But in Poland, you don't look like that. You look like you're going to a fucking coffee date or something, okay? Like, dressed up and looking nice. So I go to school and I'm, you know, wearing my regular clothes, like jeans and a t-shirt, no makeup on, my hair braided, sneakers. Like, I, you know, I was like 14. Like, I, I didn't know that there was a way you had to act. And there was, and these girls all dressed differently and they all looked differently. And I was like, oh my God, like, I do not look like that. And the thing is, is like, I was definitely trying to fit in because if I showed you pictures of how I looked when I went to school in Poland, I, I was trying a lot of things, but again, that might've just been 2010 style and 2010 style is not great. So there's also just that, but that's where like sexism kicks in kind of because but that's Europe is kind of different 
like everybody has to dress like that. Everybody has to look like that. Even a man can't go to the store wearing PJs. Like he's got to look like he took his time to get ready in the morning. It's not just a European thing, but I don't know if it's any other cultures thing, but I know that because I, I lived there. But like that's anywhere. I mean, I've been to Germany and they do the same shit. Okay. Same shit. So anyway, oh, I've also been to Lithuania and they're the same. <laughs> anyway. I totally realized that being a girl had a standard. And when I moved back to America, I was about 16. Because I only lived there when I went to middle school. I wasn't born and raised there. I was born and raised here. But I moved back and I went to high school. And that's when another like hit of wave kicked in because I didn't wear makeup when I went to school in Poland. I kind of, I was just bullied. So I just didn't give a fuck, but I did try. I did try to like put on cute clothes. I did try to change my hair. I got weird haircuts, okay? But I didn't fuck with makeup because I didn't want to. And I didn't do anything with my nails because I didn't want to. I just went to school. At the end of the day, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to wear clothes that make me feel good. And I'm just going to do me. But when I came to high school here for the two years that I went to high school, I um, definitely experimented because I was just like, okay, girls are wearing makeup. And if I want to get a boyfriend, I should probably wear makeup and I should probably do my hair differently and I should probably like wear cool clothes or something. And I tried the edgy stuff, like with the kind of emo, kind of goth, kind of scene, kind of hipster. Like I wasn't fully into it. I definitely didn't go full blown any of those, but I was kind of into it. So I was wearing kind of stuff like that. And I never went into preppy. It was just never my thing. But like, I kind of did all of that. And I looked crazy and silly and, and wrong, but I did realize that I love dyeing my hair. I dyed my hair for the first time when I was 16 and I dye it ever since. It's the best thing ever. I love it. It's literally, my hair hates me for it. And that's why I stopped dyeing it for a while because it, it, it got really damaged and so did my scalp. Anyway, that's when, um, like I saw that there was a big stereotype on girls and women like if you want to get a boyfriend you have to look like this you have to act like that and if you want to get a certain boyfriend you have to dress like that and um I definitely got like I felt judged with how I looked how I dressed I was really skinny too when I was in high school um I am not that skinny anymore sad but I was like a size zero in like everything and extra small and so I felt too skinny like I had no body I had no boobs I had no butt I had nothing going for me and I also just thought I was butt ugly you know I thought I was the ugliest person in the whole entire world and that's where like the social media and the media like kind of kick in where you're kind of just like I want to look like those girls on Instagram and I want to look like those girls on a magazine cover and on everything because I didn't have TikTok them okay it did not exist not even musically um <laughs> If you know what musically is, but yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I was pretty. I didn't feel like I would ever have anyone ever love me. And that's very sad, <laughs> but that's what a lot of girls felt like when they were in high school and middle school even, and even in young adulthood. Okay. Like, I've, like a lot of people feel that let alone girls because of the stereotype where you got to look like Angelina Jolie to even get a look at, you know? And it sucked, but I 
got noticed by a guy I think but I was like 18 and I would say noticed because he wasn't my boyfriend or anything it was my first time and it was terrible I don't even want to think about it I was so into this guy and this guy was purely using me and he I hate him for that but you know what I can't hate him because I was also stupid but whatever um and that's when I started to feel like maybe I was pretty maybe there was something going for me but no, I was just easy. <laughs> not easy, I was just sad. I don't know. I don't know, we're not gonna talk about that. But um, moving on, that time I felt like I was pretty and then I started to learn that I needed to go back to my childhood where I loved Hermione Granger and I loved being myself. So I started partying a lot when I was like 21. Like, I know I skipped a few years, but I had to, and that's when I was developing, like starting to go to work, starting to find some friends, starting to learn to do makeup and do my hair and get dressed maybe a little bit more cuter, but I still really fell into just figuring myself out. I didn't really think about feminism at all or sexism because I didn't really feel it, even though it was there with the whole needing to wear makeup and needing to look cute. and doing my job and getting paid less than the other boys i didn't think about that i didn't i just got paid and i bought cute stuff you know i didn't i didn't see the implications yet until i was like 21 and i started to go out drinking and stuff and i saw again the the, the new standard of how girls dressed and how women dressed and how women acted and stuff like they would wear these tight dresses and these short skirts and these high heels and i was like oh my god like i why I want to be them they're so beautiful like I didn't even see it as a like I'm not perfect enough I saw it as I want to be them because they look so beautiful and I am them now I, I dress like that it is insane I'm just like damn I don't know how I got here but I, I manifested that shit and it happened but um I don't go clubbing enough to show it <laughs> I used to though um it's funny because the time where I went clubbing a lot I did not dress like that and now I cl go clubbing every so often and I do dress like that maybe it's because it makes it a special night because it does take a while to get that ready. Um, maybe that's what they were doing, getting ready for that every so often they would go out and look that good. Or they just look that good all the time and I'm just jealous. But again, it was that whole stereotype of if you're going to go clubbing, you better go slutty as fuck. And I didn't like that at that time. Like I liked it on other girls and I wanted to look at that. But at the same time, I did feel uncomfortable because again, I was super skinny and I didn't think it was cute I just thought I was way too skinny and it's not like I wasn't eating or I had an eating disorder or anything I definitely didn't like I was it was just my metabolism like I just was like that and I didn't feel sexy I felt like a stick and so what was I gonna flaunt and then now I'm not a stick and I feel the same way what am I gonna flaunt <laughs> but I still dress like that because I'm like you know what fuck it I gotta turn off that body dysmorphia thing in my brain but yeah like you'd think like oh once I'm like super skinny I'm gonna feel so much better it it doesn't make a difference yeah you just have to learn how to love yourself me right now and talking to myself but that's the problem with a lot of women is that we are trained to want to look like those models that have big boobs big ass and no stomach the thing is that you can't have big boobs and a big ass with no stomach like it just doesn't work like that but I also learned that I don't like 
having big boobs. It's fucking annoying. And I have them and I want to chop them off. And I miss being a teenager with the tiniest boobs in the world. Um, and I, even then, I didn't care about boobs. I was okay with the size that I had, completely fine with them. <laughs> God was like, so what? Here's some more. Um, it wasn't until... I mean, to this day, I still deal with body image issues because I want to look like a model and stuff. And that's the problem that we have in these, today's society is like, we shouldn't set that standard for women at all. You should just be happy with who you are. Obviously, be healthy. Like, be healthy. You know, like, take care of yourself. But you don't have to look like a model, okay? As long as you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself, that's all that matters. You don't have to look like a model. And that's hard. And that's where sexism is. Like, we don't tell a lot of men that they need to look a certain way. Sure, that there's men in magazines and stuff and movies that they look a certain way. And women want that. But it's not like we're going around. Like, if a man posts a photo on Instagram not looking like Chris Hemsworth, we don't say, like, oh, my God, you're so fat. We just say, oh, my God, dad bod, love it. But if you post a woman doing the same thing, they were like, girl, you're fat as fuck. Lose weight. You don't look like Angelina Jolie, okay? Like, and that's the problem. Like, I'll hear men arguing like, oh, there's so many girls hating on men because they say that they're too fat. Like, the amount of that compared to the amount of hate a woman's getting is astronomical, okay? Women are getting more hate. And that's the problem we need to hit because that's bigger, Okay. And once we fix the woman problem, the man problem will fix itself because we won't feel like we're being hated on all the time. So we won't hate on you. Most of the time, we're not hating on you. We're calling it dad bots. So fuck you. Anyway. When I was a young adult, I never said that I was a feminist because I, um, I am still a young adult. What am I saying? When I was in my early 20s, I never said I was a feminist because me saying I'm an old adult. Um, because I heard the stereotype. I was like, I don't want people to think that I'm a raging butch or lesbian or something. That I hate men or something. But I do hate men. I hate all men. Um, because I'm not. I'm not like that. And that's what the stereotype to feminism was. Is that you're a big raging butch lesbian that hates and wants to kill all men. And that is fucked up, because that's not true. Sure, we got some raging butch lesbians that are feminists. Of course we do. But that's not all we have. We have a lot of women, a lot of men, a lot of they-thems. We got everybody in the feminist movement, okay? Because feminism shouldn't have to be a thing in politics that we need to fight for, okay? I think it's complete bullshit that you have to fight for human rights in politics. How is it political in the first place? Like, I know rights are for law and stuff like that. It's a governmental thing. But, like, realistically... Being a human and being alive, I have to fight for that? To have rights to my own body? That's crazy. That is literally crazy. But anyway, that's a tangent. But that's still true. I was afraid to say that I was a feminist, even though it would irk me the wrong way if I found out a man is getting paid more than me, even though I had more experience. And it would irk me the wrong way when a man would talk down to me. And it would irk me the wrong way when I just saw discrimination towards women all the time. But I would never say I'm a feminist because of that stereotype until I met certain people in my life. And they taught me that feminism is not that. It's a lot more than that. And one of those people, which I didn't meet in real life, um, but I met theoretically, is Emma Watson. 
Um, I started with loving Hermione Granger and I ended up loving Emma Watson just the same. She is a raging feminist. <laughs> like she loves being a feminist because that is who she is and that is what we all should be. Um, she taught me that being a feminist is not that at all and being a feminist is amazing because you're fighting for women's rights and you're fighting for equality for women. And what is the problem with saying that you're a feminist? Because there shouldn't be a problem. And I was like, I'm awesome. Um, yes. And if anyone says anything wrong about Emma Watson, I will literally fight them because she is an amazing human being. Sure, maybe she has some bad qualities that I don't know about. I don't give a fuck because she is an amazing human. She cares about everybody, especially women. And she even started a campaign called He for She, which is literally a campaign, campaign that stands for having men in the campaign to help women get equal rights. Like, she literally says feminism is not about only women, and it's not about hating men. It is about having equal rights for everybody. So I want men to be in my campaign to help women and all genders get equal rights. Be here and help us and be there for us. Like, and, and that's amazing. But I still do hate all men because, you know, fuck them. And if you really fully believe that I hate all men, then you're part of the demographic that I hate, okay? Because actual men know that I don't hate really all men. I hate most, if not all. Um, but anyway, I was like, I want to be like Emma Watson. I want to fight for my right to be me, to get equal pay, to get equal rights, like, and to not be harassed every second of the day. Like, the small things from customers, passengers, clients, when they would call me honey, sugar, sweetie, love, like, they would call me all those stuff in Polish and in English, and it would irk me the wrong way, and I never knew what, how to explain that to somebody. I'd be like, I don't like it when they call me sweetie. What is that? Why do they call me that? Sexism. And you'd think, like, whoa, that's such a stretch, man. It's not. Because, I mean, surely there are people that call that to men too. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, especially the older generation. Like you'll see grandmas and grandpas, they're just like, oh, sweetheart to a full-blown man. Like I've seen it. That's not it. But like a man my age or a girl my age, it's just very derogatory. They're trying to throw you down a few notches be like, oh, sweetheart, you think you're better than me, but you're not. You're just a puny old woman. It's purely sexism. And it's those small things. And I'll just get so mad and heated over all the small things. And I wouldn't know how to explain it. And then I was taught by Emma Watson and by a lot of my friends that it's sexism. And it's okay to be a feminist because it's not what I thought it was. And I fully embraced being a feminist when I learned what it was. So I was like, oh, that's what it is? Yeah, I'm a fucking feminist. And I'm going full-blown into this shit because I love it. Because... Everybody should be a feminist. Because why shouldn't you want women to have the same rights? It doesn't make sense. Especially since women are the ones that give birth. Like, without women, you would not be alive. Like, I know you could hear the argument, but we give the sperm. I could go to a sperm bank. I could get any sperm I want. But I have the eggs. Maybe not me, but I have the eggs and I make the baby. Without me, your sperm would just hit a wall and die. Okay, cool, good to know that. The fact that women 
all these fucking centuries were seen as less than until today less than against men even though they gave birth to the human population insane literally blows my mind and it has been proven time and time again that women think better like their brains work smarter than a man and i've seen it in my own fucking eyes like women can multitask like crazy but a man you have to give them a task at a time or else they will forget everything else you said or like i'll text my friend josh my bestie and if i text him three different things in a text message he'll respond to one thing and i'll have to text the two other things at a different time for him to respond to those because a man's brain works in one way not in multiple ways so again please explain to me why a man is seen as better than a woman when a woman can fucking multitask but a man cannot blows my mind not saying women are smarter than men but i'm not saying that they're not smarter than men okay um there's just so many things that a woman is better at than a man and they're still seen as less than it just blows my fucking mind but again equality right hmm, women should be better than men okay they should be paid more because men are stupid no playing am i playing though beg to differ um but no for real like if we're gonna really think about this like equality should be there because of course there's it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman they're just things you could be better at or you could be dumber at and a, a woman could be better at fucking building a building she could be a better construction worker than a man and a man could be better um makeup artist than a woman it doesn't matter okay but we should still be getting equal pay because we're doing the same job like there's so many people out there that have more experience than others and they're getting shot down because of how they look or who they are which is crazy to me and that's why i became a feminist because i was like no like i need to do something about this and i have been pretty quiet recently like i've just been you know saying oh yeah i'm a feminist and if somebody says something mean to me about somebody else or being sexist or being racist or being any other ist i or, or phobic like homophobic like i say something i do not shut up but when it comes to like being at work i might not say a lot because you know i don't want to get fired which is crazy because you know you don't want to call out your boss but now i don't now i don't stay quiet um and i don't just say stuff in argument's sake and not say anything else like i say stuff in example my podcast i say stuff on social media i will counteract somebody at work i will i i stand up for things and now i'm taking more initiative to start going to like rallies and shit like doing things that i believe in to show that i am a full ally and a full supporter ally i am a woman being a full feminist you know like i'm trying to go out there to be an activist i'm trying to be a full activist because i really believe in these matters because they matter to me and once i became a full blown feminist i have been the happiest that i've ever been because i learned that i'm really into activism in that sense of like helping others especially women and contrary to Riley's belief i have told so many people how to be a fucking not sexist and it's worked because they learned 
miss you people are raised differently so you can't really teach them you can't teach an old dog no tricks or whatever bullshit yes you can yes you can and if you're just going to keep on being in denial and letting people be hateful nothing's going to change nothing you're going to let somebody still be racist fuck you you're going to let somebody still be homophobic fuck you xenophobic fuck you sexist fuck you like are you serious we're in the 21st century we can be better and we should be better and how do you think you're going to change anybody if you're not going to say anything? Like, how many people in the younger generation are the same way as the older generation? Because what, Riley, they were raised differently? Yeah, they were raised like I was. And guess what? I taught my mom to be a better fucking person. Couldn't teach my dad because he's terrible. But I taught my mom. And you know what? She was never a terrible person. She just never realized this stuff because she has white privilege. And she noticed the sexist stuff because she is a woman after all. But she never knew that there was words for it. And she's a better person to this day. Like, she'll admit, like, I'm still learning. And I, you know, it annoys me that I still have to learn. But I am happy at the same time because I am a better person. Same thing with me. Do I think I'm fucking God? Yes, I have a God complex. But, no, I don't. <laughs> it's a joke. But... I do also think that I always have to learn. Like, I still learn from my cousin. Like, they, my cousins, they teach me all this shit. You know, especially my cousin, um, we're going to call them, um, fuck, what, what do they even want to be called without getting offended? Because there's so many names out there. We're going to call them, fuck, we're going to call them, fuck, I can't think of a name. We're going to call them Tim. Sorry. I know it's not a great name, but Tim, they, um, they, they're really into the activism part when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community, and they know a lot more than I do, and anytime they, like, express, like, new thought processes and, like, opinions and, like, facts, I learn, and I'm just like, Tim, I'm very grateful that you showed me this, because, Jesus, I needed to learn more, like, I thought I knew everything, I did not know, I, I feel like I know nothing. And I still learn to this day from fucking Tim. We love you, Tim. You are, you are a real sport out there, my dude. So, like, my mom's grateful for learning. I'm grateful for learning. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm an old dog. I learned new tricks in my 20s. I learned how to be a feminist. I learned how to not be fucking racist. I don't have to be homophobic. I don't have to be xenophobic. Not saying that I was any of those things. I really wasn't. But, like, I learned more about these causes. I learned more about these people, and I learned more about what they go through because I am white. I have white privilege. I learned about white privilege. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, so, Riley, you telling me that I had to let someone be sexist in front of me because they grew up in a European household? Guess what? So did I. So did I. Go to my grandma's house, okay? She's still racist towards you because you're Latino, okay? We all grew up in racist households if we are first-generation American. It is the unfortunate truth, okay? But I can still teach the older generation how to be better. And so can you, Riley, and so can all of you. You can teach the older generation to be better. They can be a little bit better before they die, okay? They can't. They can be like, damn, God, I did some good. Okay, I know it was bad for most of my life, but I did some good. I learned how to not be sexist for a little bit. You know? It is really not that hard. And 
I mean, I can't teach my grandma because she's really old. But I tried. Like, we got so many gay people in my family, and she just ignores it. She still calls my transgender cousin by their dead name. It's really rough. But, like, they just don't go to them that often anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So if you know, like, sexist people, and or if you are sexist and you didn't realize it, you can learn. You can fucking learn. It's not hard. I mean, it might take a lot of time from you, but there's research out there. You can look it up online. You can read some books. You can watch some shows or some movies. You can listen to some podcasts. You can talk to your friends, your sisters, your cousins, your aunts, your mothers, your daughters, your female-identifying friends. You could talk to anybody. You can talk to me. You can DM me on my Instagram page. Like, seriously, there's so many outlets out there. And you might have the privilege of not seeing sexism, but it is there. Even the slightest of, hey, sweetie, can you take care of this for me, is sexist. And don't let anybody tell you that you're sensitive because they're sensitive for thinking that you're sensitive because you're bringing up a topic that calls them out. They don't like being called out. People do not like being called out for being mean. They just want to be like, oh, it was just a joke. Like, but was I laughing? Because it wasn't funny. And they'd be like, oh, it's because you were sensitive and you don't know how to take a joke. Like, no, you can, I can take a joke. It just has to be funny. It looks like you don't know any good humor because that wasn't a joke. Let's go back to a girl that I used to be friends with named Emmy. She's a huge believer in being an independent woman. But she will never say that she's a feminist. And she thinks feminism is gross and ugly and stupid which i mean it's funny because you wouldn't be able to be an independent female woman without feminism so who's one to laugh now i would tell her that i'm a feminist and she's like damn so you're gay huh and i'm like uh what <laughs> just because i'm a feminist doesn't mean i'm gay like what why would i have to be gay to be a feminist and then she was just like well because lesbians are feminists no straight girls is, is a feminist and I was like, man, I'm not one to say that there's discrimination against straight people because that's stupid, but that's kind of discrimination against straight women. Like, are you crazy? There's a lot of cis-identifying women that are feminists. Like, that's insane. And um, she's just like, well, I'm a straight woman. I wouldn't say I'm cis because what the fuck is cis? And I'm like, oh, my God, you homophobic piece of shit. And... <laughs> She just like, I'm just a straight woman and I would never call myself a feminist because I don't hate men. And I'm like, you don't have to hate men to be a feminist. You, you only need to want to have women's rights to be a feminist. And she just like, well, I don't care about women's rights. I'm like, oh, so you would be okay with not working and have to live with a man and have to do the housework and stuff and not be able to wear the stuff that you wear, not be able to have the piercings that you have, the tattoos that you have, the makeup that you wear. Like, all of that would go away without feminism. All of it. I wouldn't, I didn't really say that. I just kind of was like, okay, I know we're not going to be friends for a long time then. But, yeah, I mean, the dark makeup that you wear, the mini piercings, the tattoos, the nails. Yeah, in the 1950s would be very frowned upon and very unfeminine. And, you know, without feminism, you wouldn't be able to be like that, huh? And I know working 
we we kind of want to take that one back because none of us want to work. But at the same time, I would rather work than have to live with a man that basically owns me because he has to work and I don't. And I don't have to clean the house and stuff and tend to it and tend to my kids that I don't want to have. Um, and that should be a paying job too because working in the house is working fucking hard, doing laundry, vacuuming, mopping, doing dishes, cooking food. You know people get paid for that, right? Why can't we get paid for that? So, I know Emmy wouldn't want to do that either. and I don't think she wants to have kids either. So, you know, she really wouldn't live well in the 1950s. But, you know, fuck feminism in her eyes. So, before you say fuck feminism, maybe think about how many things you have without it. I don't think you'd be able to drive without feminism or vote. I know a lot of other people think about voting and or care about it, but you wouldn't be able to vote. So, feminism is important to me because... I get to have a voice, and I still have that voice, because we haven't stopped fighting the fight. Sexism still very well exists. And actually, recently, I dealt with it a lot, especially since I work at a company that I deal with a lot of older people, um, older European people. But I spoke about a female heroine that I have, which is a Mwasin. And I would just say, you know, this bitch is the best. She fights for women's rights. We love this bitch. And a person that is older than me and a man and white, a lot of traits that are not the best for this kind of conversation, but, you know, it was there. Um, he said, well, she doesn't like to get married, so that kind of sucks because a lot of women like to get married, so maybe we should focus on that. And I was like, what does that have to do with her being a feminist? Like, what does that have to do with any conversation that we're having right now? That's her personal choice. And also, that's very sexist of you to even talk about that. Because, of course, when I talk about a woman, the first thing you think about is, like, of course, she should want to get married. She should want to have kids. She's a woman. Fuck you, dude. Are you serious? I was so mad. And I did stand my ground. I was just like, let's not focus on the fact that she doesn't want to get married. Let's focus on what she has done for the world. And what her core values are, which is loving her friends and her family, being there for them, fighting for women's rights, fighting for climate like injustice, fighting for all of these causes, and not that she doesn't want to get married. Fuck you, dude. The fuck. So that's my story on it. I mean, I could really go into how I found out my ex is a complete sexist. And when I was with him, he didn't act like it. But behind my back, he, he did act like it. I mean, I guess I could talk about it for a little bit. Um, he, when I was with him, he really acted like he was a huge feminist. And he would even say, like, yeah, I'm a feminist. I, I love women. I want them to have rights and stuff. It was just so ironic, but behind my back, he would tell his mom, like, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't cook. She doesn't clean. She doesn't take care of me. She expects me to work all the time. She barely goes to work, and that wasn't true. I was working full-time, and I was going to school part-time, so the lying started. And he'd be like, she's waiting for me to finish college so that I could become a pilot, so then she could just sit at home and do nothing, and I would have to work. And it was funny because, like, if... We, we did have that conversation. 
where I was just like, if we did have kids, I would have to stay at home with them unless you want to stay at home with them. Um, but then I wouldn't be able to work because I would have to raise them or you wouldn't be able to work because then you would have to raise them. And when they're old enough to go to school, then we would obviously go back to work. But I was just like, LOL, I'll be a stay-at-home mom doing nothing. LOL, JK, of course, I'd be doing a lot of work because housework is a lot of work. I said it as a joke, and he laughed. He's like, yeah, no, being a housewife is a lot of work. So don't worry. Like, if you would stay at home, I wouldn't feel bad because you're taking care of our kids in the house. And if I were to stay home, it would be the same thing. But obviously, that's not what he was telling his mother or his friends or his family. He was telling them that I was waiting for him to become a pilot so that I would stop working and I would leech off of him for the rest of my life, regardless if we would have kids or not. And that was sexist because, of course, like you're going to bash a woman into making a housewife look like they do nothing. And the funny thing is, is that not only would I work full-time and go to school part-time, I would take care of the house that we lived in or the apartment. And my mom would too because she lived with us because... We couldn't afford to live by ourselves. And his mom moved back to Poland, so he had nowhere else to go. So we took him in. We literally took him in because he had nowhere to go. So me and my mom would take care of the house. We would take care of the cats. We'd take care of ourselves. We'd take care of him. There was a time where he couldn't work. And we took care of him. And yeah, he was a sexist piece of shit. And he used and abused us and told everybody else that we were lazy and we were annoying women that did nothing and just complained and just went shopping all the time it was insanity and to think I was with him for two years because I didn't know I was blinded I was lied to the whole time literally I, it sounds like I'm making it up but I'm not like there's actual proof of it and um I'm the biggest feminist known to man except for Emma Watson obviously she's the top tier and he was with me like he could have been with anybody else that was probably sadder woman, but he chose the biggest feminist because he tried, I don't know if it was a kink of his or something, he was trying to conquer feminism or something. It didn't work because I found out very quickly and I was like, no, 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 this is not how it works because if we were to have kids, you know, I'd raise them to be raging feminists. So fuck off, get out of my house. Like, no. And he was treating, treating women like objects. He would tell his mom about how many times he would have sex which was really disgusting, by the way. Like, no. No. Mm -mm. But he would tell her, like, well, we finally banged. Like, she finally gave in. And it was actually like that. I would finally give in because it, I just sometimes didn't want to be near him. Because even though I didn't know about the shitty shit he was doing behind my back, something inside of me was telling him he was an ick. And I would just be with him because I loved him. There were a lot of icks that were other than that because sometimes his sexism did show. Sometimes he couldn't hide it. And that's where my red flag started kicking out. I was like, mm, why would you say something like that? Mm, why would you do that? Mm, that's weird. Sometimes his jokes were not funny. They were just hurtful. And I was like, Ooh, why would you say that? If you are a feminist, like that doesn't make sense. So he would treat me like an object. And that was that. That is it. We're not going into that topic today. But it has made me an even bigger feminist. So sorry, Patrick, if that's what you're trying to accomplish. It worked. I'm a bit even bigger feminist than I was. But Patrick, if that's not what you wanted, uh, sorry, your plan failed. 
And that is his real name. So if you want to look him up and harass him, go ahead because he's been harassing me a lot. So I'm throwing it out there because I fight fire with fire because I like flames. Um, but yeah, I became a bigger feminist. I became a bigger ally. Well, I am queer, so I don't know. I became a bigger LGBTQ ally or person because that I am that. Um, I became even bigger fighter for Black Lives Matter and for immigrants and for animal cruelty, even though he was abusing my pets and I didn't even know about it. So there's that. You know, like, sometimes you go through something just to become an even better person, even though I didn't really need to go through that to be that person because I was already super into that. But now I'm even more. I'm really shoving it down people's throats because I'm like, you know what? I don't need another person who thinks I'm not like that trying to get with me because I'm not like that, okay? A lot of these conservatives trying to get at me when um, I, I don't want to be with a conservative person because I'm not like that at all. I will not... I will not change my ways just to make it better fit you. Maybe you should change your ways to better fit me because there's been so many times I've been dating somebody or in a relationship and they were conservative and I would try to understand them and be there for them and they would never try to understand me and never be there for me. They would just be like, you're wrong, I'm right, fuck women. And I'm just like, I am literally a woman. Why would you say that? <laughs> so yeah. Um, being a woman is tough and my experience has been up and down but what i have learned is that being a feminist is being this amazing human being who just believes that everyone deserves equal rights because as they should so if you have any questions about it again feel free to dm me talk to your female identifying people in your life figure it out listen to them and maybe have an open mind maybe definitely have an open mind be open-minded and learn that sexism still exists to this day and that's still something that we're all trying to combat and maybe do your part tell people off tell them that they're wrong literally be like hey that's sexist as fuck don't say that don't do that that's not a funny joke or if you see sexism and nothing's being done about it you do something about it go to your boss be like hey i noticed that this is happening like we need to fix that and be the bigger person literally So don't be afraid to say you're a feminist if you are. Actually be proud of it. Tattoo it on yourself. I don't give a fuck. Make it your profile picture. I don't care. Talk about it when somebody calls you. Be like, hey, I'm a feminist. My name is Nicole. What's up? Like that's going to be your introduction to a phone call. I don't care. Don't be afraid to call yourself a feminist because I think it is the most beautiful thing to be. Because fighting for women's rights shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't even be a political topic. It should just be a thing that happens. I shouldn't have to prove to my boss that I'm better than a man I shouldn't have to when I talk about my female icons have to tell somebody maybe we shouldn't talk about their marital status we should just talk about what they have done so yeah that is my take on feminism and my history with it and I hope that maybe you have learned something or enjoyed my ranting and in the next episode I'm going to try to bring in my mom because I want to talk about her experience with sexism as she is older and she has experienced it all her life and i want to see if there was any difference between her young years to her older years if anything has changed has it gotten better has it gotten worse let's talk about it with my mom so i'll see you guys in the next episode